Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. This is the Mind Changers podcast. I am your old pal, Rob Vernon. And I hope today you are doing well. It's been a a little bit since I've been able to put something together and put it out, but I hope you're doing well. I hope things find you well. As I record this, uh, going on in my, uh, just in my view here, uh, is live pictures coming out of a town in Maine where uh, a lunatic went on a killing spree and killed 22 people in that vicinity somewhere and injured dozens of others and and, uh, and shot him. He shot him. You know, it's, um, that's not really a shock, really. Uh, it happens here sometimes, although statistically it's still rare, but it does certainly happen with a, with an alarming regularity, despite um, despite it anyway. But I'm, I'm too. Uh, it's not as if we needed more bad news, right? It's not as if we needed uh, more negative things or things to worry about or any of that, because unfortunately, the guy got away. The person got away, and and he's on the loose somewhere now. Um, which that sucks, but I hope, I sincerely hope that whatever is looking over us, if there is something at all or good luck or whatever it is, is with the men and women who are searching for him tonight. And I hope they kill him dead. This may violate some type of rule, uh, that I don't entirely know about, but, but I hope they neutralize that threat completely and uh his ability to exchange oxygen uh, with the uh with the free people of the world uh, ends tonight all of that having been said i'm 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 relatively fed up and i'd like to i hate being this way and i don't like it it's not a it's not a fun place to be but the reality is there's no other choice. We're, if we're not outraged, we're not paying attention. Now, some may think that I'm talking about guns. I'm not. Um, despite this man and despite every mongrel that came before him who, th- who thought shooting up a crowd would be a good idea for the last time, I'm going to say it. It is the person pulling the trigger 100%. The fault of the person pulling the trigger 100%. We're not calling for legislation on uh, banning vehicles when somebody drives a vehicle through a a parade, are we? We're not. Guns are the only thing somehow that we happen to be uh, focused on eliminating the thing when it's the person who did it. So it is the fault of this piece of shit who did this. It is the person who pulled the trigger. That's the fault. But that's not the reason I'm fed up. No, tragedies happen from time to time in every in every state, in every country, in every part of the world. There are much more tragic things happening in, in Ukraine, much more tragic things happening in Israel and Gaza right now. And, and here's the here's the truth of it. Wars in other parts of the world, in other parts of the country, in other parts of in other parts of the, the world, in other parts, in other countries, all of that kind of stuff are, are a big thing, right? But I look here, I look here at our country, and, and I wonder, 
why can we not find the means to actually fix the problems that face us as a nation? We're more than willing to send hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars to the, to the Ukrainians, to the Israelis, to all of these places. There are people on our streets starving to death. Well, very few people are starving to death, but they're not getting, certainly not getting good nutrition, certainly not getting medical care or psychological care or psychiatric care or any of that stuff. This confuses me. I don't mind paying taxes. I don't think anybody does. Not really. When you, when you, if, if you like the, the things that surround you, everything from the roads to the, the, to the wastewater infrastructure, to all of that stuff, it all comes from taxes. And in spite of what you might think about the government, uh, when you talk about local things, local things are certainly managed differently, right? So property taxes are better than income taxes because income taxes can be utilized throughout the state, whereas property taxes are used locally, right? Which is why it's, why it's, just, it's, it's kind of a superior method to collect property taxes to, to uh, you know, bolster the local economy and bolster the local infrastructure, all that kind of stuff. But when we, when we start to talk about how tax dollars are actually being used, they're being wasted. They're being thrown away in boondoggle after boondoggle for virtually no benefit. We, we have one of the worst uh, returns on investment here in this country. It's no wonder that, that the, the billionaire donor class who own the politicians who write the laws, it's no wonder that they make them write the, the, the tax code the way that they do. Because if I was a billionaire, I certainly want, wouldn't want to pay, you know, tens of millions of dollars in taxes to, for, for this, for what we're getting, for, for starving people and crumbling infrastructure and all that. For, what? <laughs> I, no, no. I and mean, we got some pretty robust defense, but nobody is going to fucking attack us. Listen, we have an, we, we have an army, we have a Navy. Uh, we, we were the largest military we have the largest overall military in all four branches. Then the 26 largest militaries behind us combined. We spend more. We're bigger. China, eh, okay, fine. More people because there's a billion people in China. Sure. Um, but they can't do things without us. So... They're the reason we are the reason capitalist greed is the reason China rose to what it did because they threw all, all of their people, millions and millions and millions and millions of Chinese have been just ground up in the mill of the communist system in order to build it up into a semi capitalist system and become a world power. There's no pretense about that. The Chinese government gives less than a shit about its people as long as those people stay in line. If there's any government that's in need of revolution, it is that one. However, the fact of the matter is this. We possess in our hands the ability to change all of the things that, that we're facing today, but we won't do it. 
because the our political parties are working actively against us and they and thank you to social media thanks to social media we're kept at each other's throats constantly and it's it is literally killing us literally killing us everything from what to eat and how to eat it to politics to uh, gender to all of these things to abortion to guns to whatever topic you can think about there's some kind of outrage surrounding that topic and the fact is none of it fucking matters are you okay are you and yours okay can you eat do you have a roof over your head that's the stuff that counts and there are millions of people in this country who don't and some of them are even uh veterans which is what listen if you could if i could not if you could if i could wave a magic wand and become the king of america for six months here's what i would do among the very first things would be to sit in front of every single agency head department head secretary minister secretary czar whatever every person with a budget and say to that to that person and the funkies that they've brought first things first you will give me a zero based budget that's the the head of the atf the head of the fbi the head of all four branches of the military all of these people you will start at zero i'm taking your budget away it's a thought exercise it's a it's a working thing right look up zero based budgeting on the internet it's there tell me why you need what you need and then once we figure that out go tell the american people and then we'll decide if we're going to do that and if we're not going to do that then we work on ways for that vote to become binding and we eliminate those particular agencies absorb some of the employees and let the rest of them go okay so i mean everybody with a budget everybody who gets taxpayer dollars as a matter of employment so all the employees of the federal government not necessarily the uh, you know external programs and other the rest uh, some of that other stuff but we're gonna look at foreign aid too we're gonna look at all of that stuff you know our southern border now it has it's been in, it's been uh, it, it's been insecure since since Biden took office and today if you made me king of America I would say here's what we're going to do we're going to stake the entirety of the southern border with the with that giant fence we're going to knock a bunch of holes in it we're going to lift whatever laws we've got to lift we're going to change whatever rules we've got to change and we're going to build finish building that fence just like mr biden wants <laughs> although he campaigned on not doing it at all uh hillary we're not going to build a bigger wall we're not going to build a wall well now you're going to build a fucking wall aren't you because it's too much we've got all sorts of terrorists coming over the border now right so 
and the, the next 9-11 is being planned now. I don't know who it is or where it is it's going to happen, but I'm pretty sure all the military age or fighting age men that are streaming over our southern border without any sort of companionship, my um, guess is pretty, pretty good that there are some terror cells forming currently and that there's some active things, including potentially an Iranian spy ring at the highest levels of our government, but what do I know? So... What I'm going to say is this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to shut the border and I'm going to shut the northern border, too. Uh, we're, we're going to we're going to take a look at who's coming in and, and if they if they can. Um, you know, we're going to see if that's if that's something that we're going to allow. We're going to pull the military out of all the places that doesn't need to be. And when we do decide to send the military somewhere when we make the decision that our fighting men and women are going to fight, the only objective they will ever have is to win. No matter what it takes, no matter how it has to happen. I don't want to go to war with anybody. I don't want to hand weapons to anybody. I don't even want to sell weapons to anybody. Sometimes, you do things that you don't want to do because it's it makes good sense globally okay so we're going to continue to sell weapons to to our friends to to our allies but i would also get on television around the world and say we have allies we have friends we have economic competitors and we have enemies and those of us, those of you who wish to continue to consider us an enemy, you do so at your own peril. Now, you can call us an enemy and you can be who you want to be over in your country, in your neck of the woods. That's your business. You don't have to like us. That's not a requirement of being on earth. But if you fuck with us, we will turn your planet into a sheet of glass. We will turn your entire world into a sheet of glass and we will skate on it. I don't want to, I don't want to mince words here. None of you will be left. I want to be clear. That's what I would do. Why I'm never going to be the president of anything. Now, we don't want to go to war. If you want to have us help you, fix your country and make it nice for all the people who want to live there will help. We'll send them our best and brightest to you and we'll help you do it. But God help you. If things go sideways, you fix it. We won't, we won't tolerate any of this stuff anymore. Now, all of these things are, are just are, are big widespread things, but also we're going to talk, we're going to have a national discussion about what our tax dollars are buying us. About what we're actually spending money on. There shouldn't be a person who can't get food, can't get nutritious food in America. There shouldn't be a person who goes without shelter in America. There should not, that should not exist. Certainly not veterans. Right? Of course, there are the mentally ill, and that's stuff, that stuff kind of happens from time to time, but it should be the exception, not the rule when it comes to 
people who are poor or people who are, uh, uh, you know, in, in such bad shape that, listen, that's a thing that we should be making sure does not happen. You shouldn't go hungry. You shouldn't go without medical care. And you'll say, oh, you don't, but you can always go to the emergency room. No, no. Complicit with the provision of these resources is the essential element of human dignity. You cannot have the things that we have, the things that we should have. You cannot just provide them in a, you know, on a trailer somewhere. You have to be able to, to move through this world with some, some presence and some dignity. If you want to fix the environment, we can fix the environment. Well, we can do our part in fixing the environment inside of five years. I hate electric cars. I will never buy one. That doesn't mean we can't fix the environment. That doesn't mean we can't make people wealthy enough, poor people wealthy enough that they also care about the environment and will do their part. But when you're starving or you don't have a place to live or you don't have a place to, to exist in, in peace and dignity and quiet and, and, and you don't have any of that, you don't give a shit what the planet's going to do in 50 years. You don't care if you're, you know, in some, uh, you know, a, a Adobe hut somewhere or some tent or even living outside, you know, and cooking with dung or, you know, peat or whatever. And, you know, you're having to eat bugs and catch things and drink dirty water. If all of that stuff is true, what do you care about what the planet's going to do? The only ones who care have enough money to do so. So if you want to fix the planet, make more people have more money. Give more people more money. And give them some dignity. Give them some basic human dignity. That's what I would do. I'm just one guy, though. I would not send people to, uh, you know, for, for that they came over the southern border to the north. Wouldn't do it. What I would do is after we staked our portion of the border off, I would go inward two miles, stake out another portion, and then from one coast to the other, begin a project, clearing that land, building new structures, building infrastructure, all of that stuff. So people who wanted to come in to our southern border could do so, could turn themselves in, and there they would stay there until they were vetted, until we knew who they were, where they came from, all of that stuff, until we had enough information, and we would give them a place to live. We would give them a, a, you know, a place to live, food to eat, work to do, all of this stuff. Some folks might just get there work work a couple of years and go back home, which would be perfectly fine. Or they'd want to come in. They'd want to do what they could to come in. We could make we could make a we got plenty of room for people. There's lots of room in America. We could take a hundred hundred million more people easily over the course of the next ten years. But the people that we want aren't the, 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 the terrorists and the fighters and the, and the malcontents and the thieves and the criminals running away from their pasts. What we want are the good, hardworking people who are willing to make a difference and able to make a difference. But in order for all of that stuff to happen, 
in order for the, the hungry to get fed and the, the homeless to, to, to have a roof over their head and the naked to have clothes and all of them, the, and the refugee to have safety, everybody has to be blessed with dignity. And none of the systems that we have allow that. Even, even, even how we interact with each other anymore. It's, it's just, it's vile. We treat each other so poorly and I, I can't for the life of me figure out why. I mean, I can guess, but I don't know for sure why we treat each other the way that we do. It doesn't make sense to me, but I can tell you that if, if I was the king of the world, I can tell you what I would do. I'd make things better for as many people as I could, and I would change the rules, and I would fix these problems by bringing love to the party. And I would fix these problems by being willing to look our enemies in the face and destroy them completely. Not just a little bit, completely beat them into surrender. We're not willing to do that anymore. We were willing to do that in two world wars. And those, those men who saw so much horror and so much misery came home and built the greatest nation on earth. You might not think it is, and it might not be right now. But why, if it is, it's, it's not all just you know, miscreants and terrorists coming over. We got a lot of people coming here looking for a better life. Why? Because they know they can make it here. It won't be great, right? But it should be. They won't be, it won't be perfect, but we could get closer if we chose. To, to, to the people in Lewiston, Maine this evening, my deepest condolences to you. I'm sorry that person did what he did. And I'm sorry that the people that you are having fun with are now trauma bonded with you. And as the nation deals with another round of trauma, but I want to be entirely clear about where we are right now today. We sit not just in the, in the shadow of th- these, these many people in Lewiston, Maine, but we also sit on the precipice of the next world war. And don't think for a moment that it will only be fought overseas. We are very comfortable with that. But don't, don't believe, not for an instant, that we will not be attacked in the next world war because there are plenty of people here who have come here and lie in wait. I'm certain of it. I don't know it. I can't put it on paper and tell you who exactly, but if I were opposing the United States, if I were doing, if I were playing the long game with the United States and declaring war on them, that's exactly what I would do. I would send as many uh, military age males as I could over here I would teach them to hate America before they left. And I would send them here and teach them how to speak Spanish and roll them right over the border. That's what I would do. So I can only assume 
That's what they would do. Now, as the American, as the person who has the, you know, the access to all of this nifty military equipment, yeah, I would, I would destroy our enemies. Not just a little bit, all the way. And not just the fighters, everybody. If you are not willing to make them afraid to speak your name, if you are not willing to do the things that our ancestors did, that our grandfathers and great-grandfathers did, to stop the enemy, and that's all they are, is enemies, then you're not willing to win. And if you're not willing to win, there's no reason to fight. Just give up. Hmm? Is that what you want? Do you want to live under some kind of ridiculous law or rule? Or, you know, do you want uh, women to have all of their rights taken away? And, uh, you know, do you want what, what, do you want all the gay people to go away? What, what is it that you want? If you want to, if you want to have dignity in your life, if you want to have human dignity, basic human dignity, there's a thing, there are things that you have to do. We don't seem willing to do them. And I hope in the coming days and weeks for a cooling off all the way around of all of these issues, all of these problems, all of these difficulties, all of everything, all of everything. I hope everything just fucking chills out. But we're going to learn some lessons if it, if it doesn't, if things get worse, if things escalate. We're going to this young generation now is going to learn what resilience means. Uh, the, the, the 18 to 24 set's going to learn what resilience is all about. Uh, it, all the way up to my, all the way up to Generation X is going to know what resilience means. If, you're, if you weren't tough before, you'll, you'll end up being tough if things go sideways. That's the only way you'll make it. So, again, our prayers and our thoughts and our good hopes go out to the people suffering currently in Lewiston, Maine and, and the environs and whatever there is that's looking over us, if there's anything at all, I hope the, the, the hands of the responders are guided to that individual and I hope their aim is true and, and I hope their cause is just and I hope that the end result is this individual being removed from the planet forevermore. But most of all, I wish for you, my friends, I wish for you peace. I wish for you solitude when you want it and company when you want it. I wish for you shelter uh, always. I wish for plenty of food in your cabinets and your refrigerators. Uh, I wish for companionship and love and joy and peace all in you, all in your lives and the, the lives of those around you and the ones that you love. And I hope that you're able to help deliver that as well. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. It's been your old pal, Rob, and this has been the Three Good Things podcast. And it's the Mind Changers podcast. If I can remember where I'm at and what I'm doing, uh, you'll, you'll pardon my emotionality here. But anyway, um, thank you for listening. And please be excellent to each other. Bye-bye.